Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs Show, where we interview entrepreneurs who are super awesome in their niches. And guys, we are back again with an amazing guest that we had on our season one. It's funny enough, you know, we were just talking about it. It's been over two years, you know, and almost, I would say, around 80 episodes since, you know, uh, we've been able to get that guest on our show. Today's guest is McCall Jones. If you are living under the rock and if you don't know about McCall Jones is like she started with all this like funnel you know, like in this space, you know, for almost like two and a half year or two years or so, you know, pre-COVID uh, Funnel Hacking Live. And then, you know, she went on the Funnel Hacking Live stage as a speaker. She crushed it. And, you know, she came in with a new concept of charisma hacking and so much more as well. She's the queen of charisma hacking and she's the queen of how you articulate your message, uh, how you say it and all of those things out there. We're going to discuss about it. So the big question is this. How these entrepreneurs who started from scratch and had no idea how to sell or market their products or services online and then later on made over six figures, seven figures, eight figures or even nine figures became best in their niches and found their dream customers to sell. My name is RJ Ahmed and find this all out on our interviews with entrepreneurs show where I interview all these entrepreneurs and try to pick their brain on how they actually did all of that and how they took their business as well as their life to the next level. This podcast is all about the entrepreneurs who strive so hard to become super awesome in their niches. Welcome to Interviews with Entrepreneurs. So please welcome Michael Jones. Hi, Michael. How are you doing? I'm good. How about you? I'm so good. I can't believe you've done 80 episodes since we spoke last. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it, it it is insane. You know, it's been over two years now, and like time flies like crazy. Like, so many things uh, happened uh, in the meantime. Uh, you know, even on your end and in my end as well. We're gonna yeah. talk about all of that, but you know, within those 80 episodes, if people were under the rock, if there are new people, a lot of new people came in. Can you like uh, walk us through a brief backstory, like how things started for you uh, and where we are at the moment? Sure. I um, So I am the co-founder of a company called Charisma Hacking. So Charisma Hacking started in 2020. Um, I saw entrepreneurs at Funnel Hacking Live. Uh, I went to support Catherine Jones, my sister-in-law, and I saw these entrepreneurs there that were using video, even in the lobby. And I'm going to be honest, they weren't very good at it. <laughs> and as I watched them, I was like, wow, I think I can help them. And then Russell, the very first speech he gave said, if you have something that's going to change people's lives, it's your moral responsibility to give it to them. So that night I went back to my hotel room and I didn't sleep. I registered the domain name charismahacking.com. And I started this journey of, of kind of how you create charisma and bringing out the charisma that is really inside of you. Um, that next Funnel Hacking Live, like you said, I spoke. It was so fun. It was so great for Russell to have me. And the time between the first Funnel Hacking Live and the second one, uh, we created this system called Charisma Styles, where people uh, are able to actually tap into the charisma that makes them them and the charisma that attracts their very favorite people to them and stuff uh, immediately. It's crazy. We spend five hours with them and everything changes. Um, and those charisma styles, there's one of 54 that everybody is. So, so much has happened. Like I said, since we spoke last, I mean, 
we spoke before I spoke in front of Hacking Live. I think it was like three or four months into my business and I was still figuring yeah. everything out. Oh my gosh. Thanks for having me the first time and thanks for having me back. Yeah, you know, uh, definitely, you know, a lot of things happen and you were talking about charisma styles and the rest of the stuff. I remember uh, you were doing Russell Brunson week that time on Everyday Charisma, you know. Uh, so Everyday Charisma was something like where, uh, you know, uh, McCall was, uh, you know, trying to break down how people articulate their message, like what they do with their body language and tonalities. Yeah. Like how that idea came along on your end that you started to break down a lot of like successful entrepreneurs who were in the space. You started to break down how they articulate their message, like what their tonalities look like or like body language and all that. Like, how that idea came along? So honestly, the very first thing, so I didn't know anything about business. When I first started, I just knew, I knew that I knew stuff, right? I grew up as a performer and I had created checklists for myself to be able to basically repeat my success or be charismatic even when I was anxious or even when I was sick or all these different things. So the way that I looked at charisma was just different, right? Or performance, it was just different. And like I said, I knew yeah. I had something, but I didn't really know where to start. So I started a Facebook group thinking maybe I can teach people about this. You know, Russell says do it for free at first. So I started this Facebook group and in order to bring people into the Facebook group or when they got there to really explain what was happening uh, or what charisma hacking was, uh, I pulled up a video of Russell and I broke it down and I showed what about it made him charismatic. And I explained the things he was doing with his arms and how you could do that too. And the things he was doing with his voice and how you could do that too, simply to just explain what charisma hacking was, Try to, trying to get this concept that was in my head out of my head. And the funny thing is that very first video breaking down Russell, uh, somebody sent it to him and that's how Russell found me online. It was the very first video I ever created with charisma hacking. So he found me and then he reached out to do the first training that he had me do for 2CCX. And then, you know, everything kind of <laughs> snowballed from there. Um, but that very first breakdown of Russell was really the idea that turned into everyday charisma because, you know, once a week I would go into that Facebook group, our charisma hacking Facebook group, and I would break down somebody else simply to just show the different ways that people were charismatic. It was really the beginning of figuring out what charisma styles really were in that whole process too. Yeah. Uh, I was breaking these down for people and in the Facebook group, it went crazy and everybody loved it. So I thought, what if I did this every day? What if I did this every day? And I broke down different successful entrepreneurs and I showed people that these frameworks that I'm teaching them work and that other people who are already successful actually use them anyway. So I did that and it connected me with a lot of fun people. And it was really a cool way to show my expertise instead of trying to explain my expertise expertise which sometimes can be tricky yeah 100% you know uh, because as I remember as I mentioned you know I was watching that Russell Brunson week and then moving onward I was most of the time I was like watching either on live or on replay of other people out there that you started to break down their uh, charisma like how they're doing it how their ever is different and all and then a couple months down the road you get asked to speak on funnel hacking live after that you know on, on the next on the next year, but uh, the time extended a little bit more because of like the COVID and things like that. But right. like, what was the experience look like for you? Because I think so after that, you got a lot of opportunities to speak on a lot of stages, especially yeah. uh, like post Funnel Hacking Live. So how was the experience for you to, uh, to get on the stage of Funnel Hacking Live? 
So here was the cool thing. Uh, everything that I was doing, right, from shows to content to uh, outreach processes to frameworks and all this stuff, uh, we now actually teach that to people, right? We have gone back yeah. and said what worked and what didn't, right? It's called competitive charisma. And it literally is the way that you can beat your competitors, no matter how big they are. You steal that attention and audiences and customers away from major competitors, no matter how big they are. And that's, that's what I was doing, right? It was, exactly. it was a combination of, like I said, kind of showing your expertise, uh, creating very specific content, being able to be in your charisma style so that people connect with you immediately. Uh, and it was, it was every single thing that shortcutted my success, right? That kind of cut it in half and then a fourth and then an eighth. And it, it was able to go really fast from there. You know, I was, I was very uh, fortunate to have awesome, awesome friends and people who believed in me really early on. Uh, me and my husband call it game, recognize game. And all that means is even if somebody is small, when they have something is that is real, then amazing things can happen. And I know Russell very early on, bless that man, he's amazing. But Russell very early on yeah, saw yeah. that charisma hacking really was something, you know, it really was something that could help people. And it really was something that people needed, even though, I mean, at the time I had like 300 people in a Facebook group. And from there, it was just a matter of saying, okay, this thing is amazing. How can we get it to as many people as possible in actually a really strategic way? So you're not just publishing content every single day, you know, as, as kind of everybody else was, it was, it was strategic content. Like I said, that, that connected with the right people. Yeah, yeah, so so true. You mentioned something which was, you know, super interesting that uh, it was strategic content, you know. Uh, a lot of people out there, they think like, or they misunderstand, you know, what Russell talked about the concept of publishing. You know, they think about like, hey, you know, publish 365 days in a row, like your life going to change. But they are not, you know, either improving themselves or have an idea like why they're even publishing, you know, and they still remain the same. Uh, for, you know, for the next 365 days out there, they was doing it for the for the sake of doing it. So, like, why you think so? People don't come with I, either with an agenda or with a plan or with an idea down the road. Not even like in the early start, like moving ahead, so that they could get even clarity about uh, what their content should be all about. What do you think uh, about it? I'm gonna be honest. I don't actually think it's their fault based on what they have heard in the space so far. And what I mean by that is I, I literally just did a six hour training for Russell. Uh, and at the very beginning I had people, well, I told people they were going to rip out a page of expert secrets and throw it in the air. And Russell was in the audience and I just tried not to make eye contact with him. And the reason, the reason for that is there's, there's like a paragraph in expert secrets that talks about finding your voice and yep. what everybody else has thought of the process of finding your voice is just publish, 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 right. Until you feel like you are comfortable uh, on camera or something like that. And I just don't, I just don't believe in that, right. Finding your voice isn't a matter of getting comfortable on camera uh, because you can be comfortable on camera and still be actually really bad at it. Uh, it's just, you stumble less and things like that. Instead, you know, I found my voice immediately because I, you know, knew charisma styles even before that process was kind of well thought out. And it's, it's being able to connect with people immediately. The reason why I say that is because I think a lot of people 
they publish over and over and over and over and over again. And they have to re-get customers as they get better on video because they see them the first time and they leave because they're like, eh, this isn't for me, right? Instead, when you connect with people immediately, you're constantly building an audience, right? People see one time and they stay, right? So that's the first thing, right? Making sure that you are yourself or as we say, in your charisma styles. The second piece with the content yep. piece, I think a lot of people think like you have to serve your audience, which is true, but most of the time, the content they're creating is self-serving, even though they're like, I'm providing a ton of value because I'm telling the stories from my life and different things like that. Instead of saying, what are you willing to actually give away for free? That's going to help people. So once they achieve something, they come back for more. Um, you know, that's what everyday charisma was. People would come and they'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm already better on video than I was yesterday because of this show. Uh, instead of being like, oh my gosh, I can't give anything away for free because if I do, then nobody's going to buy my stuff, right? It's, it's looking at the difference between self-serving and like actual valuable content that isn't saying how is this valuable for me, but it's saying what does somebody actually get out of it? Yeah, well, that that's really amazing. And yeah, like, like that time in order to make sure you uh, you were able to you know uh, make your point clear for the audience is is definitely so true. Like for me, like, like when I even started out, uh, I had not I didn't had a lot of clarity, but I had an idea of like I'm gonna start like I will try to build like you know a good amount of connections using the podcast. I started out without having any idea and later down the road i started to optimize the process how to how it can be more valuable uh to the audience uh, a little bit to me as well and not to be all about myself like asking my own selfish questions all the time yeah into it things get transition over time if people really learn like like how to do it essentially yeah it's also it's it's knowing the strategy behind it right with everyday charisma like it for a lot of people it felt like mccall's going live again like this is crazy she's on facebook but like the reasons why i was doing everyday charisma like i said was to show my expertise right the same way exactly. that when you interview people rj like people know based on even the intelligent and awesome questions that you're asking they're truly an expert at something right it's not just I'm going to go live again and I'm going to talk to my friends, right? There's, there has to be a strategy behind every single thing. And if it's not drawing people to you, it's actually pushing people away from you, right? Just like going live and talking about your dog or like talking about random things in your business or even like telling your origin story. When you do it the wrong way, you're actually driving people away from you, right? So it's remembering those strategies and making sure that you learn the right ones. Yeah, definitely. So speaking of that, you know, a uh as you mentioned about like you spoke on the funnel hacking live stage and then moving forward, you start to you know, spoke on other stages as well. You know, public speaking is definitely one thing out there, which is, you know, a lot of people hold fear about that. It yeah. is, you know, it, I think it is number second, most weird thing, you know, fear of death is like seventh or something <laughs> like that. It's like, number you know, it, it, it's in, yeah, it's insane, you know, but like, what do you think about it? Like why people, uh, fear about public speaking a lot and I know definitely charisma hacking have something to you know remove those type of frictions for people so they can become themselves and become the part of you know a better leader so like what do you think about it like why people get afraid of it like how should people go could go on a stage uh, yeah. and crush it totally that's a great question um, I honestly I don't think I don't think being on stage is that different. I'll talk about the differences, but I don't think it's that different than being on video because of what you're talking about. I think everything comes back to the fear of rejection. 
I think people are afraid that people will not accept them or mock them or ignore them or all these things, you know? And when you master, I wouldn't say master. I don't know if I'm all the way over the fear of rejection, but when you think about the fear of rejection and you say, okay, well, if, if I am prepared and I truly believe in that I am prepared, I I will say I'm a professional who has spoken on a lot of stages now and I still prepare, right? I will still be backstage going over the intro of my speech out loud because I know it's important, right? And I think it's respectful to the event holder and host to be prepared, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to be prepared no matter what level I'm at, right? The second thing is making sure that you have uh, practiced being nervous, if that makes sense. I know this is kind of a weird concept, but it's saying, okay, have I done this speech or this framework or this uh, story in front of other people already, right? When <laughs> By the time you get to Funnel Hacking Live stage, uh, you should have told those exact stories, taught those exact frameworks and been able to tweak them so you're very confident in them when you get on stage. When I spoke uh, at Funnel Hacking Live, I had a crew of people, shout out to my whittle crew. I literally called it my whittle crew because I was whittling down the speech. And you have 27 minutes when you speak at Funnel Hacking Live. And at first I had two hour workshops every day trying to whittle down that content, seeing what made sense, what people resonated with, you know, not only practicing uh, the speaking part of it, but actually getting more and more confident about what I was saying, right? Making sure it resonated with people, things like that. So it's like, okay, if I am prepared, if I have actually, uh, if I have confidence in the frameworks that I'm teaching, I know it already resonates with people. I don't have to guess when I'm on stage if people understand what I'm saying. I don't have to guess when I'm on stage if that specific audience from that specific niche uh, wants what I'm saying either, right? So prepare, practice, even frameworks, prove those frameworks before you present them to people. Um, And then breathe, (laughs) breathe, 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 breathe. When you're backstage, breathe, right? It's, it's one of those things that it's, it's really fun. It's really fun. And very quickly you can turn it into (gasps) what if they don't like me? (gasps) Right. And then you stop breathing and then bad things happen. Right. It's yeah. I practice, prove those frameworks. And then and then I always say, I'm going to, I'm going to speak to the speakers. I'm going to speak to the audience. And I'm talking about something I made up. If I say it wrong, listen, I always know how to come back to the core things because I prepped everything before that. Yeah. You know, I remember uh, Devon Brown once, like, you know, he said that if somebody's like sitting in the audience, they want you to win totally. on the other side. Totally. Yeah. Because they, ha- they will get the value out of it. Yeah. Either ways. You know, and and that's definitely true, like getting prepared. And uh, like when we were interviewing Russell Brunson, he was also talking about this concept of like changing the word anxiety to excited. You know, don't say like I'm anxious because you're just, you know, using that phrase in order to, you know, pump up your emotions, how how you're thinking about it. So instead go from anxious to excited, like it changed things a lot in different ways as well. Yeah. So. Uh, you know, when I watched your presentation at Funnel Hacking Live, it was like, it was first of all amazing. You know, <laughs> it was so unique. There was a lot of things out there that, you know, we feel like, oh, you know, we're consuming McCall content. It, it's mm-hmm. not going to be like that. But there were a lot of new things. I was like, I was on my notes and, oh, yeah. and things like that. Uh, 
like how you thought about or worked with a framework like that or you created different i would say traits or characters for different people out there and decided mm-hmm. okay that could be something for one person that could be something for other person out there like how you come up with that uh, idea around uh, charisma styles so this is a great question so just to clarify so with a charisma style you're you are actually your same charisma styles all the time right the concept of created a created character for different people we believe in the exact opposite of that right and i know a lot of people are like oh man it should be your alter ego like sasha fierce whatever that is and we just don't believe in yeah. that right we think uh you are your charisma styles all the time so the way that we actually created this i'm gonna give you the fast version and it'll still be kind of long just so you know. So the fast version is I taught one-on-one coaching for a really long time, about a year, right? And between that, I would do one-on-one coaching. And then I was like, this is awesome. I got major results for people, which was so fun, right? We 12X click-through rates and we tripled uh, revenue and we 200, we just had crazy results across the board, right? And when I was getting those crazy results, I kept thinking, oh, I should do a group coaching program or a course or something like that. So one of these (laughs) group coaching programs, it was called the pumps club. I put it together and I tried to coach people the same. I'd show up one week and I would just focus on one person coach and then they would leave. And then the next week they would come. And what I taught that one person worked for a specific set of people. And then the rest of them, it would backfire and it, it didn't work. And Mm. we had to start to look at why I shut down that program. And I went back to one-on-one coaching because I was like, not everybody is succeeding in this program. And it's crazy. You know, one week it would be, you got to go bigger and you got to be louder and you got to do all this stuff, which would work for certain people. The very next week, somebody else would be focused on, I'd be like, oh, you got to go smaller. Like, what are you doing with your arms? And those people would succeed, but it was never a full group thing. So I went back to one-on-one coaching and then I was sitting in my office and my husband's office was right next door to me and, or right next door to mine. And he was listening to some of my calls, some of my coaching calls. And he walked into my office after I had done two in a row. And he said, listen, you just coach those people exact opposite, exactly opposite. You told one to go bigger, one to go smaller, one to go louder, one to go softer. Why did you do that? And I was like, listen, every person is different. You have to be, you have to coach them differently. Otherwise it won't work. And he was like, "Mm, okay. So he listened to my calls for the next two weeks and he brought in this notepad of notes. And he said, listen, I've been listening to you now coach a gajillion people and you actually don't coach every person different. There's only a specific amount of things that you say. You just say them in a different order or combine them differently. And I was like, okay, interesting. He's like, there are patterns here. So we went back through all of my coaching calls. We have a thousand data points, right? We did coaching calls, all of everyday charisma episodes. I charisma hacked a thousand people. And then I did 500 interviews. And then I went to clubhouse and I was charisma hacking people there. And we just had all of this data of like, how would I train this person? Would I train them with them or them? How would I train this person? Would I train them with them or them? And we put it into this thing called a K cluster analysis algorithm. And it told us, the yep. different ways that I train and the different ways that people succeed. And there were 54, right? It was three styles of authority. And when you use the right one, it works. When you use the wrong one, it doesn't, right? Three styles of compassion. When you use the right one, it works. When you use the wrong one, it doesn't. And six styles of entertainment. When you use the right one, it works. When you use the wrong one, it doesn't. And those combinations, right? A combination of all 12 of those Christmas styles uh, makes up who you are. So we have this system. 
we had the system and we had all of this data and the place that we actually talked about it for the first time officially, because it took us like six months to create, was Funnel Hacking Live. So on stage yeah. at Funnel Hacking Live, that's where we launched Charisma Styles, which was so fun. And since then, uh, we have realized that the improvement when you're in your styles and when you learn your styles is actually instantaneous, right? It actually happens so fast because there's so much data behind it, because we're teaching you how to be yourself. Yeah. Like, first of all, like, Tanner, you're amazing. Uh, second of all... <laughs> Yeah. Second of all, yeah, that that's so true. Like since you've tested out the things out there and you defined like, you know, it wasn't working like that. They have to have an older way uh, to make things work out. And yeah, like, you know, this, this is definitely amazing. So uh, uh, one of the, one of the things I want to ask about is like, what are you guys working on right now with, with the people? <laughs> Great question. So the first thing that we got really good at uh, once we knew Christmas styles and really with my one-on-one coaching too, was making people better on video. We, I will tell you are the best in the world at that. We are so good at making people better on video. So then what we did is we said, we, <laughs> I think my actual superpower in this world is, is the willingness to evolve. I will say it. I like to evolve. I like to change it. If it's not working, we change it. The cool thing is once we were so good at making people better on video, instead of something that was broken that we had to fix, we said, how do we serve our people even more? How do we take them to the next level? And how do we teach them to do what I was able to do so fast? So we went a step further and we said, okay, our very favorite people that we've helped get better on video, why do they want to get better on video? What are they actually using mm. better on video for? And what we realized is the reason why they wanted to get better on video was to crush their competitors, was to take the attention and audiences away from their competitors, right? They, they would think to themselves, my stuff is so good. Why are they getting attention, right? My stuff is so awesome. Why are people who are bigger than me with a bigger following, the ones that are asked to speak on these stages, right? How are yeah, people yeah. coming in and swooping my audience when I'm trying so hard to publish over and over and over again, right? There were all of these pain points that we saw. So what we did is we took our better on video superpower skills and we combined it with all of the tactics that I had been doing, not only with my one-on-one -on -one coaching clients before, but throughout Christmas styles and my own process that I kind of came up in the business world with. And we have this thing called competitive charisma. So competitive charisma, the entire focus of it is every single strategy and why you get better on video and how you get better on video is to steal attention and audiences and customers away from your competitors, no matter how big they are, to make sure that you are the face of your niche. That's what we're working yeah, on and it's amazing. Yeah, well, this is so cool. So we, if people are like, hey, you know, this is us. Like, this is us. Uh, we want to go, uh, you know, we, we want to go and crush our competitors and uh, uh, be uh, the one, you know, there, there are a lot of successful people out there who are pretty good in terms of like the video, the way they articulate their message, the way they use their body language. It is, it is amazing. And there's definitely a lot of things behind that. So if somebody who's willing to learn how to do it, uh, like where people can go and be the part of it, Oh, yes, absolutely. The cool thing, so charismahacking.com, folks, it, that's where you go. But um, the cool thing that we found, right, when I said like our very favorite people to work with, it's actually a problem, a pain point uh, for people who have been trying to do it for a long time. You know, it's it's not something that that 
only, I guess, beginners are facing. I know everybody wants to do that, but it's, it's the people who are saying, why am I not getting picked? Why am I not getting picked? Why isn't this happening to me? You know, I had this man, I'll tell a quick story, but I had this man, (laughs) I spoke Funnel Hacking Live day two. The night before, Miles needed my slides. Miles does all the events at ClickFunnels. Bye, Miles. And I didn't have a flash drive. So my friend met me at the bottom of the elevator. And as I turned the corner, it's like three in the morning. This group of very large, very drunk men saw me and recognized me, which was crazy. And one of them pointed at me. He was hammered. He was so drunk. And he was like, there she is. This isn't fair. And I like froze. I was like, what is happening? And he started walking towards me, which was scary, by the way. And he started shouting, I've been publishing for five years. Why did you get asked to speak at Funnel Hacking Live and not me? Right. And he went on and on and on until I ran for the elevator because that was very terrifying. And I think that he doesn't have a unique experience, right? He's been Mm. trying to do this for a long time and he's not getting picked, right? He's like, I'm not the one on that stage, but I have paid my dues. I'm not the one on that stage, yet I have also been going live on Facebook every day for this long. I have also created frameworks that I know people love. I also have a diehard group of people, even if it's smaller than I want, that likes my stuff. Why am I not getting picked? Why? You know, and when we looked at that, we help people get picked. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not only, like I said, a beginner problem. We look at it as, as an amplification of we help the good guys win. We help the good guys win. Yeah. So yeah, if you're a good guy, hey, come be a competitive charisma person because it's so fun. Yeah, like the people who are problem aware, as as you mentioned, or like kind of like frustrated, like, hey, you know, that that they think about like they have to be a problem. You know, some something is wrong, you know, something, yeah. something like, like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. They're also like, my competitor is too big, right? How could I ever take down this person, right? My competitor is too big. Their fans like them too much, right? All these different things when it's just not true, right? It's just Mm -hmm. not true. Everybody has vulnerabilities. Everybody has weaknesses. And talking about strategic content again, when you actually have the strategies, you're not just publishing random content to try to build an audience, right? Every number that comes into your audience, whether it be follower account or subscribers or whatever, it matters, right? They matter and they're moving towards a goal, which is, you know, an actual audience member of your content, of your programs, of your offer, instead of just random views from people who are never going to pay you money, right? We say, okay, yeah, we want to make sure that that you can do it at every level. Like I said, even part of the offers, no matter how big they are, no matter how big those competitors are, we take them down. Yeah, love it. So I will post up the link in the description down below, also in the right. show notes for charismahacking.com. If anybody want to go in and they're frustrated about not getting the outcome, again, yeah. the problem aware market or problem aware people out there. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, Mikal, thank you so much for being on the show today out there. Any yeah. last thing that you want to say before we round the show up? I got to tell you, RJ, you're a rock star. This has been so fun to see you go from the very, I mean, the first interview that we had, it was kind of the beginning of my business, you know, and you were so kind to have me on, like I said. And I mean, you you got Russell to do your 100th episode. That's so awesome, right? You've had a lot of big people on it. And I just want to say you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. I'm so proud of you. You're doing wonderful things. And everybody go to ChrisMahagin.com. <laughs>
Yeah, well, truly, truly, I really appreciate like what what you've done, like, and especially in the past two years out there, I was like also for, fortunate enough to see like you know how things started out in your journey out there, how you oh. were able to crush it, like how you went on and you know got the opportunity. It was definitely well deserved. First of hey. all, you know, uh, complete hard work because I saw you crush like uh, especially with the everyday charisma, like every single day with a lot of guests and a lot of work required yeah. uh, to get things done right. Uh, you know, like that. So I truly appreciate you for that. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's like I said, it's it was content that that people used, which was great. Thank you. Yeah. Well, amazing. Uh, well, McCall, thank you so much once again for being on the show. And uh, thank you guys for watching. We're definitely going to see you guys in the next episode. Until then, peace out. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Now, if you're someone who wants to interview these super successful entrepreneurs so that you can build multi-million dollar network alongside leveraging their audience as well, I've created a script that allowed me to book over $1 billion plus worth of entrepreneurs on my show and you can get it free for now. So just go to billiondollarscript.com and it's billiondollarscript.com and don't forget to leave a 5-star review and I will see you guys in the next one. Oh, 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 oh,